Welcome to Measure Matters, the podcast that delves into the world of metrology and pressure calibration. I'm your host, Aaron Rayner, Director of Marketing at Menser. In today's episode, we'll be exploring the differences between two essential tools in the calibration process, deadweight testers and pressure controllers. I'm thrilled to introduce our guest, Derek Zarate, a seasoned product manager at Menser. With his vast knowledge and experience in the field of metrology, Derek is here to shed light on a crucial topic, the differences between deadweight testers and pressure controllers. Now, as a key player in developing advanced calibration solutions, Derek will delve into the intricacies of these instruments, their applications, and how they contribute to achieving accurate measurements. Get ready for an insightful conversation that will deepen your understanding of pressure calibration techniques and their significance in various industries. You're listening to Measure Matters, a podcast by Menser. Derek, welcome. Thanks. Um, so tell us a little bit about uh, your position at Menser. So I'm the product manager here at Menser. Been here about nine years. Started out in production as a product engineer and then moved into product management over the last three years. Uh, my specialty is on pressure controllers from assembly all the way to trouble support and marketing now. Oh, okay. Perfect. So then how do you feel like you're qualified to discuss the two differences between these products? Well, I know all the advantages of having a pressure controller and all the disadvantages of having a, a manual deadweight tester. But in honesty, there, there's positives to both, and we'll just kind of go through the differences of the two. Oh, okay, great. So if you were to play uh, devil's advocate on uh, your dear pressure controller, <laughs> what would you say are the advantages of the deadweight tester? So it uses the fundamentals of, of physics. So with your masses, you know exactly how how calibrated those are. You send them out for calibration themselves. You use principles of physics in terms of using mass over the area of a piston and then calculating the output using gravity and all those other sorts of factors that are involved. Um, so you have a very good, accurate, fundamental calculation of accuracy. Okay. In terms of uh, applications or industries, where would that matter? Mostly in a cal lab. Any Anytime you're needing calibration on a product, it would uh, it would need those types of things, or at least traceability back to some primary standards that would be masses or deadweight testers and things like that. And what kind of ac accuracy are we talking about here? So you can get very, very premium accuracy up to, you know, 10 parts per million or better. Um, this one in particular is a little bit higher than that. So it's more of 0.02% uh, of reading which would be 200 parts per million, mm -hmm. um, which that is more relative to our controllers. Okay. Well, speaking of controllers then, so why would we want to pick the controller over the deadweight tester? So the, the primary difference is automation and then at certain levels, accuracy. Mm -hmm. So one of the best things is output or throughput. When you're calibrating something with a manual deadweight tester, you have a lot of labor involved, a person spinning masses, waiting for it to stabilize, and then taking one reading, doing the same thing, recalculate your masses. Oh, so it's a speed concern as well. That's uh, one of the primary benefits of a pressure controller. So is that kind of the give and take or the pros and cons is that you have speed and accessibility, convenience on this one end. On the other end, you have the uh, accuracy. Yes, that's that's 
one of the big advantages. But like I said, the accuracy definitely overlaps. Mm -hmm. So in many cases, depending on your uncertainty budget and how you're calculating your accuracy from your pressure controller, there's many times a pressure controller could be much more accurate than the traditional manual dead weight. Oh, okay. Well, on the on on the term of speed, this is the thirty fifty, which from what I understand is stupid fast. Yes. Can yes. you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So this one in particular would be on our in the pressure controller world on kind of the lower end of accuracy at zero point zero two percent of full span. But when you include that with the speed of many of the dead weight testers mm -hmm. that are zero point zero two you can essentially do a full three-point calibration or two-point calibration using a pressure controller in less time than it would take you to take one point on a manual deadweight tester. Ah, okay. So for the 3050 and the deadweight tester that we have selected here, which one is this, by the way? I believe it's a CPB 5800 uh, yes, or 5000. So are they comparable? Like, are we, are we comparing apples to apples when we look at the 3050 and this dead weight tester? In terms of accuracy, they're, they're relatively comparable. Mm -hmm. um, one of the advantages of the controller is you can have multiple pressure ranges. So rather than like a dead weight tester, you have percent of reading where, let's say it's a, a five bar range, mm -hmm. you have percent of reading down to a certain point. With the CPC 3050, you don't necessarily have the percent of reading, but you not only can have a five-bar sensor, you can also have a two-bar sensor. So you have two different accuracy classes within one device. So if someone were to make the statement, my dead weight tester or my pressure controller can do what yours does, does what, you know, the, the pressure controller advocate could say, well, it doesn't matter because my pressure controller can do what your dead weight tester can do. And on the flip side, they'd say, my dead weight tester can do what your pressure controller can do. Um, is there ever a situation where they say, well, mine will do it better? <laughs> well, it, it depends what better means to you, uh -huh. right? If better means I want the fundamental principle of, of pressure output and calculating it all on my own using a traditional method that's always been around, mm -hmm. trusted throughout the industry for years and years, the dead weight tester is, is going to provide your advantages there. The controller is more of your, uh, more common in the 21st century. Oh. Um, so it's, it's kind of an updated version and your advantages there would be not that it can do the exact same things, but it can do it much faster. And like I said, depending on the product, this one, not in particular because it's more of our lower accuracy version based on speed alone. Mm -hmm. um, but it can do many of the same things. Okay. But to that point, is the dead weight tester still relevant? It is relevant. Um, I, I would say situationally or if you have a history. Mm -hmm. So many reference devices, controllers or deadweight testers, over time in a calibration lab have a lot of history. So I know that this thing has been in my lab for 10 plus years. It's carried this exact accuracy spec the whole time. Very confident. And you have historical data to back it up. Mm -hmm. um, that would be one of the primary reasons you would want this device, the same argument could be made for a pressure controller. I have a pressure controller that's been in my system for years and years, and it, it's just all about that historical evidence. Okay, so let's let's kind of hone in on application then, because that's what I'm trying. I'm starting to get the sense that maybe it really boils down to the application of what you're, you know, uh, calibrating or uh, measuring. Yeah. So starting with the dead weight tester, what kind of applications would be most appropriate? 
So almost 100% cow labs. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're doing multi-point calibrations on a transducer or on a controller, on a dial gauge, again, it all depends on the accuracy of your deadweight tester. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is almost the sole application of a deadweight tester. Okay. Okay. And then pressure controller. Pressure controller is much more flexible. That's where you get into all the way from production, end of line testing, transducer characterization, which all can be automated through remote software Mm -hmm. and programs on computers. And then, but again, at the higher level controllers, it can be used as reference standards in your cow labs to perform the exact same functions here with very similar accuracies. But a pressure controller with the se- with higher accuracy, but in the same form and function of the CPC 3050, it carries along the advantages that this one has, as well as the advantages of higher accuracy, such as the deadweight tester. Correct. Okay. Okay. Correct. Yeah. You're kind of steering me towards team pr- pressure controller. Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> my whole background's in pressure controller, so I can tell you everything about that. Oh, so what we need to do is kind of have, you know, a, a deadweight tester advocate to have a death battle in here with you. Hey, and, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe an epic rat battle, not a death battle, okay? You know, we want to keep you on board. Yeah. Well, hey, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, going over some of the finer points uh, so I could better understand the differences between the two. I think it's very helpful, and I know that the people listening uh, will probably... Uh, gain some insight from it as well. So thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. I've enjoyed it. Well, that's all the time that we have today. Derek, I really want to thank you for coming out and helping us better understand the differences between these two amazing products. This is Measure Matters. I'm your host, Aaron Rayner, Director of Marketing with Menser. You can find us online at www.menser.com or on all of our social media channels. Subscribe to Measure Matters for the most up-to-date information on all things metrology.